Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Are the hard numbers for the Pac-12 TV deal somewhere in Donald Trump's bathroom where all the documents are stored? Spencer McLaughlin and I uh, are going to discuss that today on the show. We're back, folks. We're back. Spencer McLaughlin of Locked On Pac-12 is here. Uh, this is by popular demand. One of the things that happened after you know I, my departure from Locked On was, uh, was that people were like, we want Spencer and Josh back. And, uh, you know, we people really enjoyed our conversation. So Spencer is making his debut appearance. And I'm sure it will not be the last appearance for him on the neighborhood watch. Uh, Spencer, how are you doing? I know you're tired. I'm, but, uh, thanks I'm, I'm doing I'm doing very well. I am on the exhausted side, but nothing invigorates me quite like Pac-12 media deal speculation. I mean, we're we're six months deep, Josh. So why why not just keep the gravy train rolling and and just keep it uh, going along. And and for those of you watching by the way or listening frankly, if you can't tell, Josh does not tell me what his opening comment is going to be, so that is always a live reaction to his wonderful one-liners about it's the usually uh, pop, it's usually something news it's usually something news related. It's always Yeah, yeah. Plus a, a piece of a piece of current events. Um so you know, you and I talk about like when this deadline is, when this thing's actually going to happen, and like we're we're up on it because the, the thing, like we're actually up on it. I think we're the getting one part there. That crystallizes that is that the fact that when you have, you know, because July first is the beginning of a new calendar financially for colleges, and so when you have projections for schools coming up, you know, in future years, we're talking about Washington State with a spending freeze and not be able to project. And I know Washington had some numbers. I think. They said what five million dollar loss per year maybe was the was the projection I think was something along those lines they had recently. Now we have entered the territory of like yeah they had to make a decision here because this is impacting future budgets, and you know we turn the page to the last year of the contract soon and not just future budgets but recruiting right I mean if we're in the twenty twenty four recruiting cycle Spencer we're talking about hey where are we playing the games right for twenty twenty four kids uh, who are we playing what television channel or streaming service will they be on? Uh, you know, how can I get to those games if you're a parent and whatnot? So, you know, we've talked about it a lot, but like this is, I mean, when we turn that page, this, this thing becomes pretty real. Like, I feel like July 1 is, is pretty real. Yeah, J- June 30th, July 1st, those are kind of the hard dates that that we're watching. I mean, I, I talked about, you know, months ago on, on the show when we thought this thing would wrap up in March or April or or whenever about how, right. you know, there is no actual hard deadline, which there wasn't, right? Like there is no legal requirement as to when you have to get this deal done. You know, the Big Ten finished their deal 11 months before the, the current one expired. And so the current deal for the Pac-12 expires July 1st, 2024. So that would put us, you know, past that range where the Big Ten was. But there's no actual, you know, law. There's no agreed upon rule or set of circumstances where it has to be that way. They want to get this stuff done so that, you know, schools can have time to to adapt to anything. They can have, you know, a, a, a sure look of, you know, what their future is and understand the financials of, of everything and all of that. But the June 30th 
date date is a hard deadline, not necessarily for a media deal, but for a deal that's going to include San Diego State and I believe SMU. The interesting thing about this, Josh, is as as time has gone on and you know the Pac-12 doesn't do a bunch of PR, you see presidents and ADs talk here and there, but the actual front office doesn't do a bunch of good PR, but you well, are, yeah. Well, no, the Pac-12 front office doesn't do any PR. We haven't heard of Pete. George Klyovkov has not smartly, spoken smartly. Uh, yeah, he has not spoken on the record since I think February. Which can we can we can it, we do this it might back? have even been earlier in that. Can, well, he, well, well, let's 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 come back to it first because right, the, right, the, the interesting yeah. point here is that San Diego State is now getting mentioned over and over again as they should because I think they're the number one option for for expansion for the Pac-12. But in, in terms of the you know credible reporters, national media landscape for Pac-12 expansion and media rights timeline. SMU has really faded. Now, I don't think that they're off the Pac-12's radar, right? There was a report a while back that George Klyovkov met with SMU. They're a very logical candidate for many reasons. If you're not clear as as to why or you want to know more, shoot me a message on Twitter at smalls underscore 55, and I'd be happy to lay all that sort of stuff out because I've talked about them a lot on, on the show. But I, I, just, I don't know that it's indicative of anything, but... It just is curious to me that it's always, yes, San Diego State, the Mountain West has this deadline that if they notify the conference they're leaving after June 30th, the exit fee doubles from 17 to $34 million. And even off of their NCAA tournament run or the fact that they're going to have more money in the future, that is a significant amount of money to San Diego State University Athletics. That is a lot of money. I mean, $17 million is a lot, but they'll be able to make that up pretty easily if they do get into a Power 5 conference in several years. But if they are, you know, leaving after well, that still, fact they wouldn't be a they would, we don't think there'd be a full member right so i mean if they're not, they're no not, not no 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 not at but, first but but, but but basically make the point like yeah exactly to what you're saying it's gonna yeah. be even more challenging because of that yeah it, yeah it would be and you know athletic departments can run at deficits a lot of them do as a matter of fact but the side mo, more do than don't if people did not know but the size of that deficit would you know it that that puts a time crunch on it i do not anticipate that San Diego State is going to be willing to take a Power Five offer if they have to pony up thirty-four million instead of seventeen million to the Mountain West. I don't foresee that being the case. Now, given that you know we've had those discussions, I can't imagine that the American Conference is operating in a vastly different space in which they don't have increased exit fees or deadlines for when you need to notify the league. And I, I believe, but again, I, I haven't seen a ton of reporting. I haven't been able to find that much uh, about it. Maybe the wonderful world of the internet can help us out on the, on that front. That is something that I think comes into play as well. But I, I've just been curious as to why. Yeah, San Diego State's fee doubles by this date. And I'm like, well, they're, they're not going to add one school. There's never been a one school expansion by a conference except... I don't even think when when the Big Twelve added West Virginia for over from the Big East, wasn't there somebody else that was a part of it at that time? Well, it finished off. It, it, made, it made the number a round number, right? Right. Like, like even, right. Even so if it's, even if it's individual, it makes the number a round. Right. Number. So that was the last time that there was an odd number of teams in a conference 
I believe, not counting like you know the ACC with uh, with Notre Dame basketball. That's exactly what is happening, but still, it finished like whatever happened. Finished made it, made it, it even. Yeah, exactly. Push. So, but but these moves are always done in pairs: USC and UCLA, four schools for the Big Twelve, Oklahoma and Texas. So there's going to be another pair. I think SMU is the most logical one, but we are really getting down into the crunch time era, where it's like, okay, you know, back in back in March, I could honestly come on and say. I'd like you to get the deal done now, but if it's, you know, if you don't feel like you're getting the best offer and you might be able to find a better one, well, then you might as well take the time because everybody else has a deal. You're the only conference that's out there. But if that June 30th deadline comes and goes and they don't add San Diego State, my tune on Locked on Pac-12 will be vastly different than before because that would be a huge mistake. So I, I anticipate that the deal will be done before then. I'm not going to try and pick a day when. But if it's not done before then, we got we got we got problems. Well, and, and look, like the reason why we're saying deadline is just because you don't want to operate in a world where you are on a financial like that is when your ca- calendar you, you flip the calendar over. That is the January 1, if you will, of of college uh, of college uh, financial calendars. You don't want to have that big of a question mark about your next year, right? You don't want to be on that kind of time frame. Also, it does put you and this is true about every single day, but it puts you especially on in a weaker position of negotiating on the deadline front though. Cause I have to say this. So this is one, this is one problem that PAC 12 is having messaging wise. The conference, like you said, Spencer has been quiet and very smart to be very quiet because they have, the, the conference has listened to a lot of what I have said. What I have said is not, not me not saying listen to me, but like, if you don't have something to say, do not tell us. If you have something to say, don't tell us that you're about to have something to say. Tell us when you have something to say. The Pac-12 did a great job with that as a conference. The individual school presidents and the leaders have done a hor- – let me put, I cannot, I cannot, cannot uh, emphasize this enough. A horrific job of messaging. Every time they set a deadline – I do the, you know, I just, I mean, palm to the face because why? There's nobody making you do this. I mean, there's a PR battle happening out there, but I think as a Big 12 person, I just gave the Pac-12 credit for silence. I'm giving them credit for silence. I'm not giving guys credit for being out there saying, well, it might happen by this date, and then it's not happening, and then you get crushed. So the people who are taking the heat are the president's. And, you know, look, like Kirk Schultz goes out there. And I, I know Washington State's in a pretty uh, – I mean, I would call it a dire situation because they have a spending freeze, which I understand it's happening. That's a dire situation. But every time they've set a deadline, they have not hit it. Why do you continue to go out and set deadlines? It makes no sense. You and I are discussing a deadline that n- none of them set that just makes logical sense to us. They keep setting these deadlines that nobody's making them set those deadlines. Nobody is making them say a few weeks, a month, end of summer, beginning of summer, early June. Like we've heard all, all of it. And, th- and this is even from people who are, you know, from schools that potentially could join the Big 12. It just has made no sense to me. And it's look, this thing's not being fought out in media. This is not how this thing is working. But the, the public perception part has not been good for the league because they keep missing these really arbitrary deadlines that they continually set. Well, what, what I find interesting about that sort of stuff is it's, it's Lucy in the football with Charlie Brown, 
But the presidents aren't Charlie Brown here, they're Lucy. They keep putting the ball down and then people keep running up and kicking it. And long time ago on my show, I'm talking like at least a month or so ago on, on my show, I forget the actual day of it, I basically came on and, and, and told my listeners and viewers like, look, I'm, I'm not going to run up and kick the football anymore. They keep saying this stuff. It keeps getting pushed out. But what, what I'm, and, and, and to your point, there, there's no, like if the deal was never going to be done at, at the end of March, then why say that it was? And that's a question that you have to ask and then think about, okay, why could those answers be? And what I'm going to be really curious to see, and I anticipate the Pac-12 will be getting some kind of deal, is whether or not there's after the fact reporting about why they thought it was going to be done. Maybe they were just BSing. Maybe they were just on there, you know, trying to get reporters off their butts or, you know, uh, fight the PR battle or tamping down the, the crowds or the, or the vibe or, or what or what have you. But I, I, I seriously wonder, Josh, and I don't think it's that ridiculous given that we have no, no one seems to have any idea what the deal is actually going to be and who it's going to be with the and such. The presidents don't know. They've said they don't have the hard numbers yet. Right. But that doesn't mean they don't have an idea of what the framework could be. But the framework now might be clearer to them than it was a few months ago. But I just wonder how much has changed between March and now, right? Like, if they felt that they were in the final stage, like, let, let's say that what they what they said, you know, on the record, a variety of presidents and athletic directors, directors about, you know, we, we feel good about the deal we'll get and it's in the final stages. It's almost done. It'll be done by this. Let's say they actually believed that because that was the information they had been given. Either George Klyovkov and the media executives went back on something, decided to change some sort of information change. The economy might have played a part of it. Or there was another factor in play with regards to maybe they were close. Maybe they were actually close to a deal at one point in time. But then somebody else called them and said, Hey, what if we, uh, you know, offer this much? Would you be interested? Would we be able to get in the deal? And then they started to kind of change the terms of it and such. So that's stuff that I really wonder about because I'm with you. There, there was no, you know, once the Big Twelve right jumped in, jumped in front of the line and you know extended their current deal and just re-adjudicated the numbers with the new schools that were there, and the Pac-12 was just sitting there. There was no actual, you know, hard deadline. And the, the thing that has been consistent from the presidents and athletic directors who have gone on the record throughout this entire process has been that they feel confident about getting like that is always a part of what you're going to of, of what these statements are. Right. Like, I think the two most indicative comments with regards to Big 12 chatter have come from Arizona and Colorado. Right. Rick George, the athletic director, said at the end of the day, we have to do what's best for Colorado. That was preceded by five to six sentences or whatever it was of we want to stay in the Pac-12. This is where we want to be. These are our best interests and whatnot. That didn't matter to a lot of people because, hey, Colorado might go to the Big 12 and what and such. It's mattered on this. Show. I want to tell you something. It's mattered on whatever show I've hosted. That has always mattered, Spencer. You know that. That is that is. I, I I do I do I do. Yeah, no, I'm not I'm not I'm not saying that 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 was you in in any way. And then the other, but the other comment was Robert Robbins. You know the the Lubbock comment, and he kind of said the same thing. Like we have to wait and see what the media deal is, which is a perfectly reasonable thing to say. But as that has just kind of continued to cycle and and go on, I've just kind of been you know befuddled at how they remain confident 
over and over and over because even when those comments have been made and i understand people you know taking them and running them with them and whatnot social media and that's how this stuff works but there there are always direct comments in there of we want to stay together we feel confident we're going to stay together right like that that's continued to be the case which which is why i asked the questions that i did a couple minutes ago of how much might have changed in a potential deal or the framework for it from march until now and and, and, and it's just kind of moving around and trying yeah. to find the right alignment of pieces are, and media partners to get the right dollar figure and exposure. That. So I think on that front, it's this. And you and I talk about it a lot. I actually, I, I called Jim Williams the other night. I know he was, he was on our main channel, uh, 365 Sports. Um, and I called Jim and I said, you know, Jim, I, I'm seeing these comments with the hard numbers. Is it strange that we've been hearing about not having hard numbers for months? But you know, there's a range. We haven't seen the hard numbers. This is the hard numbers. So is that strange to you? And he kind of went into a few reasons why. Well, it could be true. You know, could not be true. Whatever. And so I get that, and, and I understand that. And I think it ties to this: leaving one conference for another, especially if it's not the Big Ten or the AC or the SEC, rather. Excuse me. In this modern age, is a risk, right? Because with the way college football is changing especially college football at the rate at which it is changing. There is no guarantee for anybody except the sec and the big 10. I feel pretty confident in saying that. And then obviously, you know, pick the four ACC schools you like the most. I mean, you know, look, I think Clemson, whatever happens in college football, I think Clemson, I think Florida state, I think Miami will be a part of whatever happens. Right. But there's really not a whole lot of guarantees outside of the big two. So leaving a conference like the PAC 12, for the Big 12 is a risk. We all have to acknowledge that. While it's a risk, there's a bit more confidence in the fact that they actually have a deal signed, they have numbers, and there's some guarantees from ESPN about what it means to add some Power 5 schools. If you continue kind of on that down down that line of thinking is, I'm of the the belief that these schools have had, they have enough leeway to say, look, you know, we gave George a lot of time, which I think is a pretty fair state. They've given the Pac-12 a lot of time. And Pac-12 has been better about the PR messaging, whatever. But they've given the Pac-12 plenty of time to come up with a deal. They have not. And so I think these schools, there's a matter of like, all right, do, do you want to do it first? Do I want to do it first? Like, you know, or like, or is there is there a way to figure this mm. thing out here? But, he, but here's the thing. Why, the reason why I say that is there's nothing. They don't have a deal. They they have missed every deadline they no. set. There is there is okay. no there is no deal in place. The number of times they said they're close, they have missed. And so we're sitting here right now on June 11th. There is no far longer after you and I ever thought there would be no deal, and we're sitting here and we're still having this talk. And so I don't know how. I actually also I also think it speaks to the fact that they want to remain together in the Pac-12 that we've gotten this far, and they're still not walking away because it is one thing is clear to me. There is not a strong deal out there. It's not strong. It's not strong enough. And if, 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 if and I'll eat crow if it happens, but we've been doing this for months, borderline almost a year. It feels like almost at this point, and it's not strong enough for them to sign anything. And we've heard the same messages and the same messaging over and over and over again. Their desire to stay together is strong. Yes, sure, but we've heard the CW, Amazon, 
Apple. I'm still oh, rooting for Ion Television, yes. Josh. Ion, I still Ion. I still want Ion Television. Yes, I want yes, Pac-12 football and Criminal Minds. I I want I want reruns of Gossip Girl followed by Stanford <laughs> versus Colorado. That's what we all want. But that's 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 what I'm saying here is that we don't have a deal. And so I think I th- you know I I I'm trying to find the right analogy here, but it's like you know it's they've given they've given enough enough time enough ability for Klyavkov to get so 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 when you, so when you say you know they they've you know taken longer than all of us expected that that is true but yes. who's to say that our expectations are aligned with their expectations that have been more informed on these matters than all of us now i understand you know the the final stage comments and all that sort of stuff but that hasn't been a unified front necessarily well, the that's expectation is, is the big 12 number right and let's be honest no 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 i'm no i'm just i'm just talking from a timeline standpoint right so we we yeah, we hold, hold on says they missed the deadline right when Stuart mandel says they were i mean you know a few weeks ago look and and look i Stuart mandel's a good job there's a reason why i think they've started to pair him up with max olsen on athletic reports because it kind of is is guys one guy's more pac-12 minded one guy's more big 12 minded but when Stuart mandel you know a couple months ago says you know what actually the president's well, i guess months whatever it was says uh, they were overly optimistic that tells me that then there was that that's where there's no conversation about it. There was a misfire on expectations. There, right? there, 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 there was there was certainly I, I think it's reasonable to to think that there might have been a misfire somewhere along the way. But he, here's the other factor of it. Right. And I think that, you know, I, I'm, I'm as guilty of this as you. I think we and all the people who watch and listen to shows like this one or mine overvalue our own sense of self-importance because the messaging has still not wavered from what it was in a dramatic way and according to john canzano they verbally agreed though have not signed a grant of rights out 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 out, as of last week i think it was thursday wednesday or thursday all the days blur together and whatnot that 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 all came together that's been agreed according to ross dellinger that's been agreed upon for a while now the problem is there's no they won't sign that grant of rights without No, that. I don't think it's been a, I don't think it's been That's agreed upon. Ross Dellinger from SI said that, that that deal has been agreed upon for a while now and and multiple folks have had that. Why would it just come Okay, okay, but hold on. But why would it just come out now though? Well, it's because it's good PR, right? The idea that the Pac-12 has agreed. I think that I, I I think that something. I don't think you release that. I don't think you release that until you feel like you are actually on the cusp of getting a deal. I don't know what that means. Because you need some positive momentum. Yeah, but mom- again, momentum in our space in the discussion, how people view the conference and whatnot, does not matter to these Pac-12 presidents. Right. They have well, made that they've made that very clear. But that, but again, that's that that's going back to you know what you said about you know they missed this sort of stuff and they missed this deadline. They might have missed deadlines and they might have been you know over optimistic as Mandel reported at one point in time or another. But when those deadlines get missed. People like us will react in a big way. Oh my gosh, they said that. Oh my gosh, they did that. They might see it as, eh, oh, okay. So we didn't hit, we didn't hit that one, and we're going on yeah, to that one. And it, based it, on how they're, they're based on how their messaging, hold on, hold on, hold on. Based on how their messaging has remained almost entirely consistent, I don't see how that isn't the case. I think that these presidents are working together as best as they can. I think they have they they have they have made some PR mistakes, but whether or not they feel that those mistakes are actually consequential to their conference, I don't think that that is particularly likely because they continue to act and talk 
essentially the same exact way. But there's no deal. There's no deal as of yet there's that's no, been it. There's no, hold on, hold on, no hold on, hold on. Hold on. When, no of course, there's no, there's no deal that's been announced to us publicly. Do you not think, Josh, that, hold on, hold, deal, hold on. Do you not think that there are any, there's any semblance of framework for a Pac-12 media deal? You think they are starting from scratch? They're looking no, for partners. Okay. Well, that is what you said, because you said there's no deal no, whatsoever. No, but there's no, there's no, here's, here's the thing. There hasn't been there's a finalized deal. There's no, there is no hard, not, I said this about Crow at Arizona State. When he came out, it was like, we're pretty close. We just have to see those hard numbers. So it's like, no, if you have not seen hard numbers, do not tell me you're close. Those two things are, those two things are, are exist in separate realities. And then, Guess what happened? Stuart Mandel said, well, you know what? They were a bit over-optimistic. And here's the problem. They've been over-optimistic since the Big Ten TV deal because they thought that applied to them. And it didn't. It doesn't apply. To, the Big Ten's television deal doesn't apply to the Big 12. It doesn't apply to, uh, you know, it doesn't apply to the Pac-12. It doesn't apply to the ACC, right? It's like me thinking, well, you know what? The Premier League just inked a massive deal with NBC, MLS, could be in line for a nice contract as well. No, and they're de they're both soccer. They're both completely different kinds of soccer, though. They are true, but on that front, the MLS the MLS's deal with Apple is worth significantly more than the previous television deal they had. So I, I don't yeah, think yeah, that they're. So I, I, no, I get that, but 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 here's the but here but here's the thing, the Premier League's deal does not does not. I think bear weight on the MLS's television deal, but it's like, oh, they're both soccer. Okay, there's some hunger for it locally. Yeah, sure, but what they're banking on is like local people, you know, local markets flocking in and buying next. That's the only way I can watch DC United or Atlanta United play every single week. Sure, but when Manchester United meets Liverpool, that is not when DC United meets Atlanta United. No, As no, it is not. No, no, it is not. But, and but, that was that was the number one miss that set them off in the wrong direction, in my opinion, is thinking that applied to them because it didn't. It it, it didn't at all in, in, in many cases. Well, I think that might have been an instance of, you know, if that was actually their mentality, then, yeah, that might have been flawed. But that also might have been an instance of him actually, for a change, doing just PR. And just putting something out there or, that that is that is trying to be positive. That's trying, you know, and just kind of give people, you know, and and media members like some some cover on that front. I don't know exactly what what, what they were thinking what? there. I don't th I don't think George Klyavkov. I don't think is is an unintelligent individual. I don't think no. when you I don't think when USC and UCLA left and they went to the Big Ten, he legitimately read the landscape and looked at the products that the Big Ten has and what the Pac-12 had left and thought we can get to the Big Ten's number. I don't think he yes. actually, I don't think, what thought, but what he thought is, okay. oh, people are paying this much for college football. That applies to us. And in the meanwhile, you have the, the Big 12 jumping for a 30 million, you know, 31, whatever it is, million dollar a year deal per school, recognizing like, look, we're not, we're not, we're trying to get, we're trying to get on linear TV with two big TV partners and we're getting some security here for for a conference that was just destabilized, and so like the the Big Ten has Ohio State and Michigan and Penn, Penn State, State and Wisconsin yeah. and Iowa. Yeah, I know, but I think I think I think the I think the I think the messaging that he was probably shooting for there is like if they're getting that much, 
We should be able to get more than we did before. And we feel confident because what it's demonstrating is that networks are willing to pay more or they, they are still willing to pay top dollar for sports. It's right, good. Now he might no, he might have overestimated how how highly viewed <clears throat> excuse me, Pac-12 football programs can be and what networks would be willing to pay for that. But I don't think that his sentiment there is incorrect, which is that live sports are still something that is highly yeah. coveted for advertising right. and networks. But here's the problem though, and this this is where this is where this has become an entertainment-wide issue, is that what is popular and important has changed so quickly. We have seen all of these major companies, and and look, it's, it, this is the, this is the way the world is now. Amazon, uh, Disney, uh, you know, whatever, Viacom, CBS, Paramount, uh, Max, you know, Discovery, whatever it is now, they're paying for content. They did for a long time. They paid too much for content, and now. We're seeing Disney having a cut back in their entertainment space. We're going to ink top people to big deals. We're going to cut basically like a lot of and, 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 and so and so that that's that's a, that's another part of the equation when you think about the timing of all this. The Big Twelve signed the extension of their right. deal with adjusted that's numbers. They got very unlucky in all this too. Yes. Yeah, so, the, but the Big Twelve did that in what October? No, uh, no, no, November. When they, when they, it's, it's all been uh, releasing the Big Twelve. But the point is like October 30, time, October 30th, 2022, okay. six year, $2.28 billion TV deal. So fast because we're talking now about, you know, there's a writer's strike and whatnot. I mean, there were, I think, 600 new TV shows on all of the networks last year. And it's like, look, people, people don't want that. Half of those shows, the checks are already cashed. They just mail in the content. Right, but so what, what what has been unfortunate for the Pac-12 and and going back to my my remarks about, you know, what's changed between March and May with regards to, you know, how the president's felt, where the deal actually was and whether or not things were progressing in a substantive way, I think the economy is a part of that. Because yeah. if you are entering an economic downturn or inflation is, you know, as high as it is right now, which it is most places in the world, but the U.S. is no exception to that. Inflation is at, I think, something like a 40-year high. I'm not, an, I'm not an economist and such. But it is when you're in that sort of situation, there is a possibility that company X, Y, or Z may not be willing because of the optics that it leaves or the actual finances that they're dealing with to say, oh, by the way, we're paying this amount of money for this, that, and the other thing. That's now, that's that's happening now. They, right. could, they could have gotten like the Big 12. This is why the Big 12 was smart because look, their product, the Big 12 product and the Pac-12 product are, you know, we're talking relatively similar footing here. The Big 12 made the right call in a time where everybody was buying up live sports they said, you know, what? We, we're taking a deal, not the best deal. We're taking a deal. And it ends up being really good because Spencer, this stuff, this, this, this is why entertainment folks need to be involved in college football now, because it's an entertainment product than anything else. And now we're in a position where companies are not shelling out tons. Of, sure. Live sports is important, but what do they really want? They want the NFL. They want some NBA. They want big NBA or they want big NBA games. Uh, you know, I mean, look at what's happening in baseball. My God, what would happen with Bally sports is a disaster. And so yeah. these things are cyclical. And this is where I've said the Pac-12 has gotten unlucky is that unlucky slash it's a miscalculation is that they're in a time now where folks are not shelling out 
a ton of cash for unless it's the NFL, let's get that big ass shield stamped on your on your forehead. <laughs> People aren't showing out. Oh, yeah, everybody, cash. yeah, everybody, everybody pay from the NFL because that thing's that thing's a rocket ship. Um, all NBA all live sports television rate. Well, the NBA, I think it's very it's it's dependent. Like I I've heard in the sports talk realm, just like media members talking about how their regular season ratings are pretty far down, but then playoffs still very valuable for the NBA. Like I think the Steph first LeBron conference semis was like the, one of the most watched conference semifinals of, of all time, but their regular season ratings have been not great. And I have many thoughts on, uh, on, on such matters. TV, yeah. Look, but even the nationally televised games, well, you're really I mean, mean like it's, it, I like it, it is not just a, a media narrative that load management is a problem. That is, that yeah. is a, that is a, that is a problem. But all of these companies, the whole point is like, you know, all of these companies are up for, you know, they're, they're all up, uh, you know, here pretty soon. And there's a big question about like, all right, like what, like, what are they actually worth and what it's going to get paid for them because of the way that content is being consumed right now. And I think it's a huge part of this is content is being consumed differently than it ever has been before. And so it's affecting what's happening. The problem for the PAC 12 is they're getting caught in that. And I'm not, I'm saying that's not their fault. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, it's unfortunate for sure, but that's what Klyovkov is there to do is to try and, you know, convince media executives that I know your financials are not looking the way that you would like them to at this point in time, but our products are X, Y, and Z, and you need to be in them for reasons one, two, and three. Is, he hasn't done that yet. Well, no, not yet, but Spencer, I anticipate that it's soon. There's no uh, look. Uh, okay, we'll, we'll end on this. Confidence, uh, one out of ten. You can even go 0.5 if you want to, or 0.3. You know, confidence. Pac-12 gets a TV deal done. And everybody stays and remains, and everybody's. Gets get gets a deal and everybody stays. Everybody stays, yeah. That's kind of a big key. Nine. So they get a deal, everybody stays, you're in a nine. Yeah. That that that's that, that, that's my on that's my honest to God sense right now. I don't know where you were that in March and in, in March and April. That was a ten. Eleven? I mean, come on, eleven or 10? no, no, that would, no, no. In March, that would have, that would have been a ten because everything looked like you know we were hearing comments and it looked like it was all about to come out. And I still very much get the sense that they will find a deal, whether or not like as time has gone on, the biggest thing that has waned is not my confidence in whether or not they'll find a deal, and whether or not they will you know be able to keep people together. Because then where does everybody else go, right? Like playing playing that out. I, I don't think has a lot of realistic scenarios unless Oregon, Washington, Stanford, Cal, Oregon State, Washington State are going to what join the Mountain West or be, because because the big because the Big Ten's not having them. I don't think the Big Twelve would bring all of them over there. So the, the but what has waned significantly over the last several months for me, and I've talked about it on my show, is the quality of the deal. Right. So all the what one thing that I continue to be intrigued by, Josh, is amidst all these president and AD comments, more than one, this is not like one guy saying this, more than one president or administrator say, we feel confident we're going to either match or beat the Big 12. And I'm like, oh, okay, great. I'm glad, I'm glad you feel that way. I would love for that to happen and all, but if it was so easy to beat the Big 12, what's the holdup? Right? Like there have been a lot of comments where they say we're going to beat the Big 12. Okay. What's the holdup? But again, 
there's a lot of information because the Pac-12 is not being super public with all this sort of stuff. You know, we have little tidbits and we have breadcrumbs that we can discuss and speculate, do this, that, and the other thing about, but we don't actually know everything. And I don't think there's anybody that knows everything except for George Klyovkov. So there may be something that completely blindsides us in these conversations when everything comes out. He's not, he's not saying very much. It must not be. Anything. He's not saying. No, well, he hasn't said anything. He literally has not said anything to the media since. I don't. I. I, I don't even. I don't even know. I think, I think the league persists. My big question is, what does it look like? Yeah. That. Yeah. That. 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 That's where I'm at too. Is like, what. What does the deal end up being? How much is it worth? Where is it watched? And then. Going forward, you know, people have expressed a lot of concerns about like, oh, you can't have a streaming heavy deal. Well, streaming is moving into the live sports space in a significant way. There's an article out there that's a fascinating read that uh, where the the president of ESPN, I think it's Jimmy Pitaro, is uh, openly saying it is if it's not if it's when ESPN ceases to be a linear television product and they are strictly direct to consumer. Yeah, on that, uh, we talked to Andrew Marshall a little bit while ago. He he seems to think that they're still going to keep the cable p- component because the cable companies are so willing to pay so much money for ESPN. They but, they uh, are, but if ESPN can just bypass them and just get people's money yeah, themselves, I'm curious, I'm curious though, I still think there's value for that. Because too. because in the article, you know, Pataro's being very very clear. Pretty sure it was Pataro. Like, it was him. Th- it's, the yeah, he's president. Yeah, it's, it, it's not if, it's when. And I don't know why you'd say that unless that's the way that you felt because, you know, much like with the Pac-12 presidents, there's no requirement for you to say something like that. You can say whatever you want and explain it however however you see fit. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely ready to see. Like, I, my, my curiosity is just maxed out with with regards to what the deal is. Uh, Bob, uh, I think it might be Bob Iger who might have said it. I mean, Bob Iger is back at Disney now, so he's... Oh, yeah, no, they've been they've been playing musical Bob chairs. ESPN, Bob Iger's Disney. I, he was gone, then he's back, so yeah. There's, there's... Yeah, but but anyway, so I, I find that component of it to be curious as well. Like, if they are more streaming heavy than anybody else because Apple's willing to pay the money or something, and, you know, the Amazon talk is really calmed down. The expectation, I think, now is that it would be Apple in some capacity as that primary streamer. Number one, how much were they willing to pay? Number two, what what is what is streaming going to be to live sports in just like five years? The NFL has a game all on streaming. Washington and Michigan State got bumped to Peacock because NBC that owns Peacock, of course, they want to have good matchups on there, so they're trying to drive up the subscriber count. It's a, it's a fascinating thing to watch play out, and this this stuff will, at some level, just never go away. Yeah. Uh, Spencer, where can people find you and your work and all of its variety? I host Locked On Pack 12 Monday through Friday on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. And I'm on Twitter at smalls underscore 55. Anytime, Josh, good to talk to you again. And I will uh, be back anytime. You will be back. You will be, I promise the folks that. All right, Spencer. <laughs> appreciate you, man. Thank you so much. Anytime.